What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the No Fs podcast. You got Jack here, Joey, Shay, and Will. Um, and this week, we wanted to dive into uh, briefly hit on the Brady retirement, because um, obviously that's huge news, and we all grew up watching him. Um, talk a little bit about the recent spree of coach hirings. Um, I think there were like eight in the last week or two weeks or something like that. So, And then, of course, uh, we'll dive into the Super Bowl. Um, preview the game and, and give our predictions uh, of that at the end. Um, so I guess we could just do- jump in here. Uh, what did you guys think of the whole Brady, like the Schefter like announcement and then Brady was like on vacation and then he announced it himself. I don't know. It was all, re- it was all really weird. Well, I mean, Schefter has been absolutely sucked off his agent reporting Jimmy G news the whole year so I'm not surprised he tried to cut Tom and release it early dude it's just it's the most Schefter thing of all time to like ruin the goat's retirement um because like I now don't feel bad that he's sprained or ruptured or torn his MCL one bit fucking dancing at one of the playoff games I don't give a shit anymore (laughs) Yeah, like, it's also just one of those things where, like, you would think that there's some, like, like, the sports media used to have this, like, un, unspoken agreement where they, like, wouldn't ruin announcements like that because it was just, like, not the right thing to do. And somehow along this path, we've lost that. And, like, it sucks. Um, I will say that I grew up watching Tom Brady even before he was in the pros, like, First college football game I ever went to um, was I went with my mom's side of the family. We watched Michigan at the big house. Um, It's like I've been watching him since I – he's probably the first quarterback I remember watching. I watched uh, Vince Young and him were like my childhood. Uh, So definitely sucks to see him like retire. Um, And it really sucks that – you know, his last season is pretty much encapsulated by the fact that everything that went wrong that was out of his control went wrong. Um, you know, Anthony Brown went, or Antonio Brown went full gremlin mode. Uh, like, super gremlin. <laughs> just super gremlin. Uh, you know, Godwin gets hurt. Evans was never healthy. Fournette was never healthy. His secondary, he, he gets them back into the game that they had no business being in. And then his secondary can't stop someone from going 75 yards in 27 seconds or whatever it was. I mean, like, it's just kind of like, it was so bad at the end there that like, you know, the, the Rams just kind of walked it off. It's unfortunate, but like, he's the greatest of all time. It's not even close. Like the statistics say it every, I think he owns every major statistic for quarterbacks, uh, completions, yards, completion percentage. That's Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah, Drew. I think Drew's at seventy, right? So yeah, he's it's like just 70, like seventy quarters. Yeah, and 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 you know, on top of that, he realistically only ever had one season of having a deep threat wide receiver. Like, think about that. Like, he had Randy Moss his for arm one season. was never based around hucking it, though. You know, no, like, no, I know, it, I mean, but like the whole system around him was like dink and dunk, like really West Coast. Not to take anything away. Like, obviously, it fucking worked. It was great. But I, his game's never I think built it's around West Coast. Yeah, but I think part of that is also the fact that Bill Belichick has never been able to draft a wide receiver ever. 
I don't think he puts that much stock in them. Just just unless they're a white receiver. He loves his white receivers. They uh, did well, they're find, punt like, returners. They're punt yeah. returners. He drafts special teams guys like Edelman and Welker, and then they kind of morph into like good wide receivers. Yeah. I like will they, say a Dion, they find Dion Branch talent. gets very undervalued in the like best <laughs> yeah, wide receivers. Yeah, like Dion Branch literally he might be the best wide receiver that Brady's ever thrown to. Like he, he was fantastic. I mean, he stole a Super Bowl MVP from Brady. If you think about it that way. Um, but and yeah, Gronk I mean, he goes a lot, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like Gronk is, I, I mean, I firmly believe that Gronk's the greatest tight end to ever live. Um, I don't think it's very close. I think if you actually want a tight end who runs routes and blocks, it's him. It's not very close. Like Tony Gonzalez didn't block. Uh, and then you get like, I mean, at that point you're talking about guys like Mike Ditka. Like that's who he's in that conversation with. It's just super rarefied air. Um, so, but yeah, I, again, it's just tough to see Brady walk out. I hate Adam Schefter. Um, and it was, it was wild that like, and to, to, to give a little speech again, Boston fans are the worst fans in sports, and it's not close. The it's fact it. that Tom Brady retires, right, and he makes his retirement from retiring from playing with the Bucks because he is on the plane to go to Boston to sign a one-day contract to retire as a Patriot. And all of Boston is like, wow, I can't believe he doesn't use a Boston photo. This is ridiculous. We're the maddest fans of all time. Like, they just suck. They suck. They've had all this great history in their city, and they are still, like, objectively racist. They are just the worst fans ever. And, like, and it sucks because all of their franchises are good. Like, the Pats, greatest dynasty ever. The Bruins, one of the founding members of the NHL. The Celtics are the most successful NBA franchise of all time. The Red Sox, albeit sucked for a long time, but like in recent memory since 2004 have been very good. Like Boston fans just suck so much. And I hate all of them. I got to throw Philly out there. Like, I feel like Philly fans are are really, really bad. You're currently a masshole. I I don't think you really get a vote here, buddy. Dude, Philly oh, fans come on, just man. aren't that like, bad. No, I, listen, I'm agreeing with the with the Boston stuff. I, like, Dude, there are a lot of fans are that Philly fans are like, Philly fans will like throw stuff onto the field and like tear things down when they no, win no, or no, lose. That's like, Tennessee fans. Mm, Tennessee fans. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just Here's Here's the thing. If you really talk it up to Philadelphia fans, the only things that people talk shit about Philadelphia fans are, one, they threw batteries at Santa, which happened in, what, the 70s? And no, dude, they that happened. Ben Simmons. Didn't they just really throw batteries at me. Santa? Yeah, they just did that. And they did the – they were, like, no. tearing down, like, street lights. Like, weren't they tearing down street lights? Or, like, they started, like, greasing street lights so that people couldn't climb up them. That's what everyone does that when they win the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, they just climbed. They climbed the light poles. Uh, they they climbed the light poles when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but they did that. They did something stupid recently, and they like Boston fans will throw stuff on the field. Don't get me wrong. I I don't like Boston fans. Have literally like no like 
no sway towards them whatsoever. But like, I'm just saying like, there are also other bad fan bases out there. The Philadelphia Eagles Santa Claus incident happened in 1968. (laughs) I didn't bring that up. I'm just saying. I thought thought it happened again. I thought it happened again. It's fine. All right. I mean, maybe it's a joke, but I don't think it happened again. Like, I just think, I just think they, they get a lot of flack because they think Ben Simmons is a pussy. Oh no! And he is. They're right. He is. Well, that's a difference. Okay, all right. But back back on Brady, like obviously go, the goat, and it thought like if if he had been given more time, like I think the issue Boston fans had was like if he had been given more time, like he would have, you know, done Boston right away as well or New England right away as well. But you know, I mean, undisputed. Like my my favorite Brady fact is the thirty five playoff wins. I think to. Like Montana's like fourteen or something like that, because 15. to me, like the seven Super Bowls is fucking, you know, it's unmatched, obviously, and and probably will never be be touched by anyone. But the thirty five playoff wins like makes it feel like it should be even more, and that's nuts to me. Um, as a as a Panthers fan, there's part of me that's happy to see him gone. Obviously, as like a fan of the sport, it sucks to see him retire, but. At least it's not a guaranteed two losses in the division for us. So like yeah. some upside to it. I gotta I, 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 I gotta hop on that boat with you, Jack or Will. Like my entire life the Dolphins have been bad, but they have also just like gotten defiled by Brady at every turn. Which like I will have to like I do have to say like some of it is deserved, but like I mean it is nice to not have to play Tom Brady twice a year anymore. <laughs> He's going to ruin Big Ben's retirement. That's the biggest takeaway from this. Um, you know, he doesn't have a losing record against any franchise. At well, worst case, yeah, against crazy. your franchise, his record is 500. Like, yeah. that's that's absolutely an insane statistic. It's not yeah. like, oh, he has a win against everybody. No, like, he he never lost more than he won against you. Like, that's that's bananas. Sorry, uh, Dolphins and Panthers fans because that's probably just like a brutal statistic but like he's just I mean he's just so good that's the thing and what you're talking about Jake like he he was so good that you almost feel like he should have won more than 35 playoff games which is more than double the next guy and it's not like he was like Dude, the greatest Brady thing for me is just that Donta Hightower, who is in his own right a very, very, very good football player, when they have the overtime against the Falcons, he's sitting on the bench, and I think it's Slater comes up to him and is like, are you nervous about overtime? He's like, no, we want a coin toss. Tom Brady going to get the football. He's going to drive down 75 yards. We're going to score a touchdown, and I'm never going to touch the field. And it's just like, that's like, that's what he does. It's like that's just what his teammates believe he's going to do every time he gets on the football field. It's and, and he retired in a year where he led the league at 43 years old in passing yards and touchdowns. It's just a, it's an incredible statistic. And when you take into account that he didn't have all of his weapons for most of the year, like it's just he's. I, I think I think part of it is that I want to believe that Peyton pulled him aside and said, "My last year." absolutely sucked because I like literally couldn't play football anymore. So I, I want to believe that that's kind of how that went down. He went outside, and not a lot of people. I do. wonder if, 
Tom started to feel his arm noodling a little bit, like throughout this season. Like even though, like even Peyton's last couple years, he was productive, but he's clearly not the same. And even that that last year, especially when he's just got fucking nothing behind the ball, I'm sure he said something. To- all right. Well, respect to the goat. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little more once, you know, uh, like once he continues with the shenanigans about, you know, never say never, whatever. Um, I thought we'd touch a little bit uh, quickly just on uh, the recent hirings um, around the league. Uh, probably more Joey and Shea here. Um, they know a lot more about these coaching stuff than than I think the rest of us. But uh, but yeah, what did you guys like? What did you dislike? Anything you think might work really well? Um I'll let you guys take away. Dubbing out Brian Flores for Mike McDaniels is an awful decision. I don't even Here, know if that's my name. thing. I think yes. it's about like, Mike, I don't know if I could be a Mike, Dolphin. I don't know if I could be a Dolphins fan anymore. Sorry, Shay. Like I know Mike I McDaniel is fine, right? He's been with Shanahan everywhere he's went. I don't think it's a good replacement for Brian Flores. Frankly, Brian Flores should still have his job for winning games and whatnot. Um, other than that, uh, let's go. uh, I mean, I'd shock Brian Flores up to like Steven Ross being an idiot. Like, it's just like, it's just poor ownership and poor management. The problem is, is that like, it's kind of a tale as old as time in the NFL is that like the Brian Flores issue is just that he didn't get along with management. Like, yeah. Unfortunately, like, I, I know we want to chalk it up, especially in society, to a lot of, like, other things. But I really think it's just that, like, him and whatever the Dolphins' owner name is just did not see. Yeah, they just him, didn't Greer, see eye to eye. Greer on and Ross, yeah, just didn't. They didn't see eye to eye. Like, Ross did something in saying, like, oh, I'll pay you to lose. Like, that is not the first time that that's happened. Like, yeah. It's it's being a bad owner, like, but that is not the first time that's happened. Um, yeah. It's just I mean, if you want to go through them, I'll just say it. Like Dennis Allen, that hire only happened because the Saints are in cap hell yeah. and they got him for cheap. Yeah, and it seems kind of like Sean Payton had left it, assuming he was the heir apparent. You know, like yeah. that, that's just how I understood it. Yeah, uh, Brian Dable sucked. Um, yeah, I, I don't like know. about that. Dable, Good to hear. I'm surprised he doesn't, he didn't push further for that Chicago job because you at least have some offensive promise there. Like in New York, you have Danny Dimes, which Danny was, yeah, he's the best he's ever been. You have a running back that's always hurt, and you have uh, like super overpaid receivers who don't produce. The, the thing so about Brian Dable. Dude, but Brian Dable was never good until the Bills completely reworked their offensive line and got Stephon Diggs. Like, there's just a lot of schematic issues that I feel like he needs that he's not going to get. Uh, like, I hate the hire. You need a culture shift, and you just go out and get meh. Like, that's just the Giants' MO. Is like, they need a guy. They need a Tom Coughlin. Like, they need a guy who's going to come in and say, like, this is how you're actually a professional. And... They consistently don't do that. All right, here's here's a question. Did you see that video of Dayball getting out of his truck? No. 
Okay. Well, my question, well, I'll send it to you here in a minute, but is Dable really small or is the truck really big? Because there's issues on both sides there, but we can get back to that later. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, dude, it's probably the truck is really big. He's Canadian. Um, yeah, that's the other thing. He's Canadian. Um, Matt Everflus, hate it. Absolutely yeah. fucking hate that. I mean, it was interesting I, they went the defensive. Colts, Especially given that your young guys are on the young side on the on the offensive side of the football, right? And it's a right. spread quarterback. Someone. Like he's a spread guy. Like yeah. he can run. I I just I don't get the see to me the the Giants and the Col- or the Bears could have flipped coaches and probably been in better situations. You know, to me it's just weird. Hype. Yeah, weird. yeah, I agree. The Packers makes right. a little, or the sorry, the the Broncos makes a little sense. Um, yeah, I mean, big Aaron Rodgers play there, and you get the O line coach coming with you from Green Bay. So, right. I mean, I think if he leaves, Denver looks like a really, really good destination. Um, right, Jody, got and they that. are one of the teams in the league that, like, they genuinely are a quarterback away. Yeah, I mean, that's the, their whole plan is we have to get Aaron Rodgers, and if we don't get Aaron Rodgers, we need a guy who's a QB whisperer. So it's either him or Deshaun Watson. See, I'm like, I'm not high on the Broncos' weapons or their offensive line. Like, I, I don't get the high. I think Jerry Judy is fine. Cortland Sutton is fine. Noah Fant is I think Williams fine. is really good, the running back. I, I think Javante Williams I, is really good. Yeah, Javante Williams. Yeah, but if you get Aaron Rodgers – He's not going to be a huge fact. He'll be he'll be effectively an Aaron Jones kind of guy, which like Aaron Jones great, but still. Um, trying to think, Lovey Smith just got hired in Houston. That feels kind of like a let's groom McDaniel or uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, McCown. Let's groom McCown yeah. for the job. They wanted to hire. <clears throat> I firmly believe that Roger Goodell. In like the internal workings of the league was like, oh, we'll be fine for black coaches next year because we'll still have Flores, we'll still have Tomlin, we might get the enemy and we might get Leftwich this year. And then when the Dolphins fired Leftwich, he needed a team Flores. that Flores. Or yeah, when they fired sorry, when they fired Flores, the issue became that he he couldn't have the Texans hire a guy who had never been a head coach. Like that literally could not happen. Um, not only that, but them firing David Culley also. Yeah, I like uh, there. I mean, the Texans are morons. They've always been morons. It's not uh, like the thing I don't is, hate is the you Smith hire, but after how David Culley coached them up this year, and they they won what like four games. Like yeah. that's way more than I expected. without a quarterback. With, with yeah. I mean, with like with Davy Mills, yeah, like it, I, 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 it's stupid. It's just a stupid hire. It, it, it had to happen, and I think that the league made it very clear that Josh McCown, with no experience, was not going to get hired. Um, Mike McDaniel, uh, he's out in three years. Josh McDaniels, I actually do like to the Raiders. Um, do you? I was going to ask about that one in particular, especially because this is you know. Second time around, like, like he's the he's the architect of the Brady Gronk Hernandez scheme. Um, if you're gonna inherit tight ends, he's the guy to do it. He's he's 
he has always been very efficient with how he sees his offense in terms of like, I have this guy, I have this guy. I don't ask them to do things they cannot do. And I have Tom Brady. Now he does have Derek Carr. However, he's getting Josh Jacobs. He's getting Darren Waller and he's getting, I think Zay Jones and Hunter Renfro are very, very serviceable in his system. Um, I think Hunter Renfro is going to get a huge spike in targets. That's it. Sounds ridiculous to say, given how many targets he got this year with Waller being out. But I think he will be closer to the primary focus. How down the stretch in those years in New England, it became like a Welker and Edelman who they go to whenever they need anything. I yeah. The the thing about the Vegas hire is I don't hate it. I don't love it. But that's like it's it's one of the better spots for him to land. I was honestly surprised that Staley wasn't on the block more. Um, I think his like analytical approach to football really needs to be revised in, in a lot of ways. So I'm surprised he wasn't on the block um, more, which that would have been the best one. And then obviously we already talked about Doug Peterson getting hired. There's no reason for him to get hired. Uh, just um, And then I think Kevin O'Connell is the one who's expected to be hired to the Vikings after the Super Bowl. They're not making that official yeah. until after. What was the deal with Harbaugh? I heard he was there like nine hours one day, and then they just didn't offer him the job. Like, do you think he just hit the bed? No, he 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 told them that he was going back to Michigan. Um, I think I think Harbaugh is in a very difficult situation because he's a better NFL coach than he is a college coach, um, and part of his issue there is that. He needs to gain traction for NFL jobs. He doesn't want the Vikings job. He doesn't want to leave Michigan because they're good right now. However, in three years, if he doesn't have a quarterback or a great recruiting class, I think him leaving for a job like the Panthers is very likely. I think him leaving for like a primetime job is more likely, but I don't think he was ever going to take the Vikings job. I think it's just one of those things to like let every of the other 31 teams know that his name should still be tossed like, he should be one of your first calls. Kind of like what Bruce Arians did in between Arizona and Tampa. Yeah. Um, I have one question but, for you now. Eric yeah. Bieniemy, is he, a, is he a bad interview? Because he's interviewed it almost damn near every job in the NFL now at this point. I think – I read a good piece about this the other day where it was if overnight – we woke up and eight out of every 10 coaches in the NHL were black. We would wonder what happened. Um, It's just the inverse of the problem in the NFL. I think there's a lot of problems in the NFL. And I think that there's, it's one of those issues where it's just going to take years to go through the problem Um, in the sense of like, the, you know, Charlie Ward won the Heisman in 1993 and didn't, get drafted Um, when you don't have African-American athletes playing the position that requires the highest IQ on the field, you limit your head coaching options in the future. If that makes sense. Like Charlie Ward also went to play basketball. Yeah. But he, I I mean, he wasn't even drafted. Um, Like, so my whole point there is like, you know, guys who are coaches now, Josh McCown, like is getting good looks to be a coach. I actually don't hate Josh McCown. Like, I think that's a, that, that could be a good hire. 
if there's a guy who understands the game like that. You see Tony Romo break down film on live TV, and, like, there's obviously levels to how much these guys know football. And if you play quarterback in the National Football Team or in the National Football League, you are at the highest level. Um, I will say that it's tough because when you don't have African-American athletes playing the quarterback position, that's, like, nobody wants a head coach who's a running back. That's just not who anyone hires. Um, it, it's never been like that. That's why Byron Leftwich um, should be a head coach. I think the enemy has a couple of things going against him. One is that he works under Andy Reid as an OC, and he's never left. I think he needs to go be an OC under a defensive coach. Yeah. Um, I don't think he calls that many plays, which is which is a little frustrating. But you know, I agree. Yeah. Um, I also think that like he's working with an abundance of weapons right now, um, in the sense of like how bad can you really be if you have Patrick Mahomes who's throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And like my backup running back is is Clyde Edwards Lair, like in the playoffs. So like I think there's a couple things working against Bienami. I I will say this, I think it's a crime that he hasn't been given a head coaching job. Um, in the sense of like the Browns desperately needed someone like that two years ago. They didn't give it to him. Like I understand honestly why the Bears don't want him, because they just got through an Andy Reid disciple and it didn't work. Um but at the end of the day, there needs to be more African-American head coaches in the National Football League. I do think the Rooney rule is is It was well-intentioned, but it's bad in practice. It, yeah, and that's what – like, if you make a rule where they say you have to interview an African-American head coach, like, you're just going to choose your guy and then, like, give a fake interview at the end of it. And I will say on that, Bill Belichick knew exactly what he was doing when he dropped that text to Flores instead of Dable. He knew exactly what he was doing because Flores is one of his favorite assistants of all time. And I just firmly believe that. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, like notice, notice the, the teams who are hiring coaches. Vikings sucked forever. Texans sucked forever. Jags sucked forever. Vegas sucked forever. Dolphins suck forever. Denver hasn't been good since the turn of the century. Bears had one good season under Kyle Orton. New York Giants sucked forever. Saints kind of like different because Sean Payton stepped away. But like you see the teams that are always hiring coaching. Yeah, Yeah. like that's what I'm saying. Like these the 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 teams that are always hiring coaches have always sucked. There's a reason that the Steelers are the most successful franchise in the history of the NFL. Three head coaches. The Cowboys, when they were successful, two head coaches, Tom Landry and Jimmy Johnson. I guess if you want to put Switzer on the end there when he uses Jimmy Johnson's team, like it's it's a very easy formula. Have a coach, get the players. Don't get the players and hire the coach because your schemes never match up and you never use players as well as you should. But NFL owners don't want to hear that because they like, it's the same thing with Carolina. Why do you hire Joe fire Joe Brady? Because David Tepper decided that he wanted to scalp that year. Like, it's just stupid. It's stupid. Also Josh Allen might have a career year with Joe Brady as his quarterback coach. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, we're going to look back on that and be like, how was Joe Brady fired in Carolina? I mean, there's guys like that all over the league. There's literally guys like that all over the league. And we don't talk about it because it's not a fun or sexy topic, but like at the end of the day, the coaches aren't the ones making plays like Mike Zimmer 
like it's just like one of those things. Sean Payton goes to another Super Bowl if his cornerback doesn't eat eat ass on one play in Minnesota. Like he, Sean Payton didn't teach him to do that. At the end of the day, players make plays, and that dude just screwed up. And, and that's the game. That's how it's played. But like the fact that people think that like you can go out and draft one guy and have an immediate impact and get one coach and have an immediate like that it never works like that this isn't the nba it never works like that what, it, but everyone just thinks that if they draft one guy and get one coach they'll be good it's stupid if you draft two guys though you get the thing yeah if you draft two guys and they're a quarterback and a wide receiver then you might be good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and both of them are top five players at the position. You're going to be all right. Yeah, yeah so, I, I mean, mean, that's kind of a nice segue into uh, into this game. Um, uh, yeah, what, I mean, what do you guys – we can start with the Bengals. Like, what do you what do you guys think? Like, I, I, immediately, like, it, it feels a little bit crazy that they're in this position because of how below average their offensive line is and how average parts of their defense are. Um but, you know, I guess if you have star power in the right spots and you got a good – and you got a pretty good defensive line, anything can happen. Um, so my, my thing on the Bengals, right, Joe Brady's just not – or not, not Joe Brady, Joe Burrow's just not going to let them lose. Like, you see – like, it's crazy how you see the same thing of him as last year at LSU where he just refused to lose any games. and then. Now, when he gets his first full season, when it counts, like he just refuses to lose. It's crazy. Their defense is really underrated. Good interior defensive line with DJ Reader. Two pretty good edge threats uh, with Hubbard and a guy they just spent money on, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, you know, they've got, like, some salvaged corners from previous teams. Like, Eli, Eli Apple's making plays, which is wild. And then Justin Simmons in the back end kind of fixes them. It, it's sort of like uh, uh, Micah Hyde and uh, whatchamacallit, Jamie Poirier situation in Buffalo. Like, they fix a lot of the other shit that happens. Yeah, I mean, what you got to really look at with the Bengals is that, like, they're not supposed to be here. So I really don't think they have any pressure in this game. Like, they're just like, okay, we're here three years early. Um, you want to hear the, the hottest take I've got about all the Bengals? They've had the best receiving core of the whole playoffs, the absolute best, and they've got the best kicker. And the kicker's been winning all games. He's been, he's been going nuts. I think he's what he's either tied with Vinatieri or like one behind Vinatieri for most field goals in a postseason ever. Yeah, it could happen again uh, this think... weekend too. Like, they have a significant advantage of kicker this weekend. I Dude, at the end of the day, there are some quarterbacks who just play better on the biggest stage than anybody else, and Joe Burrow's one of them. He's done it everywhere he's been. Um, second thing for me on this game is just that, uh, you know, the Bengals have no pressure and the Rams have all the pressure. Um, you know, the Bengals are financially sound for the next decade. Like, they'll sign Burrow to a big deal, but, like, they don't have – Hmm. Yeah. They, yeah. They just got. They, they don't have anything. They don't have any problems. Like they're yeah. just happy to be here. They're, they're good money wise. Um, exactly. They're 
the the, thing, me, the wide receivers I'd push back. I think if healthy, the Bucks are significantly better. However, um, yeah, they weren't, so they wouldn't. Yeah, uh, without Godwin, that's it, not even. Yeah, right. without Godwin, it's tough. It, it but um, you know, they're gonna have to spend some money on defense. I do want to push back on one thing. I don't think their offensive line is as bad as advertised. Um, when you look at a lot of those holistic season, season stats, um, they're not great. That's not what I'm saying. But I think they get dragged down because of the division they play in. You know, they play the Steelers twice, they play the Ravens twice, and they play the Browns twice. All three of those teams have very good defensive front sevens. Um, so I don't think they're as bad as advertised. The obvious issue was, you know, the first half uh, in their uh, – was who did they play the first – uh, their first half of the first playoff games was awful. That that I'm not I'm not making any sort of excuses there. But like the Raiders, the, you know, la- yeah. Uh, but and their the last Titans. game, the Titans. I didn't think they had the Titans have a Stop very good. Times. So that's my thing with this is that is that the Titans like uh, my my problem is that like we've seen this we've seen a very good defensive line play against this exact offensive line recently. And now, like, we're throwing Aaron Donald into the mix. And, like, his – I mean, his ability automatically makes Von Miller look more like Von Miller again. And, um, oh, God, what's uh, – uh, their other linebackers – their other edge rusher's name? Leonard Floyd. Um, yeah, Leonard Floyd. Um, and, I, and I think that, like, you know, so I – like, it'll be interesting. It feels like if the Rams are going to – do well in this game it'll be Aaron Donald driven not necessarily because of the offensive line but because like that isn't that does feel like one of the big big matchups to watch here Aaron Donald's going to be doubled every time and chipped or tripled every time like I think they're going to do whatever they can to take him away and live with the other guys one-on-one which is going to be tough because Von Miller's Dumb. primarily been pass rushing much more than Leonard Floyd lately, which I thought was a little weird. Um, but, you know, it makes sense. The guy came late in the season just to have him rush. But Donald's Donald's the problem, though, right? I mean, like, the, no, the problem with problem. that Bengals nine is the interior three. Like, that's, that's, that's kind of where Like, he's either going to be doubled and chipped or he's got to be tripled. Like, there's no other way around it. Yeah, I honestly think that Jonah Williams and uh, the other tackle they got in free agency can actually, like, hold their own. Um, I don't think they'll win, but I think they can hold their own. I think Aaron Donald one-on-one with a guard is a very, very bad idea. Um, but it this game also just screams under to me. It screams that, like, like I don't see a lot of big plays happening. If they are, they're on the Rams side. I see Burrow kind of in a methodical approach. I kind of see it like a 21-17 type of game. Um, yeah, so to the over. I wanted to see a lot of points. No defense. At all. So, bro, you just watched the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yep, I could have. I could have watched it, but I feel like Mac Jones you know, is an elite, elite uh, oh. mobile quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Boston Heaps is back at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's old Jack. I know. <laughs> Dude, but, I'll be honest. Know. I forgot he was in the Pro Bowl until I saw that highlight, and I was like, 
why is Mac Jones in the Pro Bowl? <laughs> like, come on. The Pro Bowl is a joke. Like, pe- people oh, are bitching about getting selected to the Pro Bowl is a complete joke when there's an all-pro selection after the fact, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, I think right, in so, more fun news, yeah. uh, who's, before we do the other picks, I do want to know, who's y'all's pick for MVP? I mean, you say Rodgers because you bet on him. I'm going to be mad at you. Oh, oh, I thought you meant in the game. Sorry. Um, no, 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 no. I mean, do, is it not Rodgers? Dude, I think Brady played so much better than Rodgers this year. Uh, maybe. The crazy thing is Stafford has a really good case up to this point. I was about to say, the I think Brady and year... Stafford have better cases than Rodgers. This is the year to not give it to a quarterback, though. If there's ever a year to not give it to a quarterback, do it when there's not, like, a definitive answer at, at the quarterback, right? Um, like, Dude, if the Colts had made the playoffs, it's Jonathan Taylor. But, unfortunately, I they agree. got Carl Winst in the, in the last game. <laughs> oh, I agree. Like, um, Derrick Henry has a good case. I like. I mean, I mean, through, like, eight games, they had all those – yeah, he still led the league in rushing with like like eight <laughs> games played. Yeah, yeah. I think he ended yeah. up fifth or something. Um, I don't know who do, who do you guys all think? I still think it's going to be Rodgers, to be honest. I, I'm leaning more on the Stafford. I would say honestly, if we're just taking into account second half of the season, I would say Debo. Debo has been fucking carrying the 49ers, dealing with Jimmy G's bullshit. Yeah, he was incredible. Uh, Derek Carr has a good case too. I know that's like not sexy to say, but like he's got a better case than most. I think Stafford and Brady beat him. It's also Brady, like Brady's retiring. He led the league in passing. He led the league in touchdowns and his team got beat because they don't have a defense. Whereas Rogers team got beat because he couldn't score. I think it might be a Brady issue. How much, how much, uh, do they factor in playoff stuff for that? You pretty much know. have to make the playoffs to get it. Um, right, but do they – aren't they, like, supposed to, like, ignore, like, the – Like I, I, They like, do I and they don't. It's right. kind of like the high school for college yeah, where, like, right. you're supposed to ignore the conference championship games for it, but nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> because not, not everyone gets that game. I, I think that – the problem is for Rodgers is just that, and one, he has some political issues with his campaign as well. Um, I have but the other thing is about that Rodgers. And- I dude, he just like one of his issues he, is he can't he bought a house in Nashville. Oh God. Um, I think one of the issues that Rodgers has is that if you take out the Bears and Lions from his like stats he's actually like not good uh, this year, which is like, like people are going to do that. They're going to, I think people are going to find a reason to not vote for Rogers um, in, in that award, just for, for a multiplicity of reasons. But I, I think they're probably not going to vote for him. That's fair. Um, and we, we can get, we can, dive. well, I guess no. Well, when it comes out, we can, we can talk a little bit more about it. But uh, 
All right. So just quickly, do we want to talk a little bit about the uh, Rams side of the ball and then we can uh, then we can do picks and MVP favorite for the Super Bowl MVP? Yeah. As far as the Rams go, just in my mind, like if they are going to win this game, they have to find they have to like manufacture ways a to get Cooper Cup open because he's been getting over under and inside out doubled a bunch lately. And Cam Akers needs to be the best player on the field. You know, take the ball, you know, not necessarily away from Stafford, but make it the easiest it can possibly be on them. Defensively, they Rangers have to be themselves. You know, you've got the better athletes. You, like, you should be fine. Their secondary is going to be a little suspect outside of Ramsey, like, traveling with Chase. But, like, I look for T. Higgins to have a monster. I like yeah, that. I mean, yeah, I think, I, Joey, go ahead. I, the, I mean, the matchup for the Rams is how healthy is Uzoma. Um, that's like they've struggled all year against tight ends. Um, he's going to suit up. Beyond that, I think the, only the Bengals know. Um, the reason why they lose to the Niners all the time is because George Kittle owns them. Uh, and Debo is like they, they just live in the middle of the field, and that's the weak point. Uh, I expect Ramsey to travel with Chase, which means that Higgins is the uh, guy who needs to step up. Um, I think that'll probably happen offensively. They if they dude if they don't turn the ball over, it's tough for me to pick against them. But Cam Akers fumbling twice uh, like has certain things in the future for them and Stafford is always primed for just a stupid turnover. One one stupid fucking ball. The other yeah. thing that the, the Rams do have to worry about is the Bengals have been running like a lot of sweeps. And if they run it away from Jalen Ramsey, like they run it to the T. Higgins side, he's a better blocker than Jamar Chase anyway. Like they could have some troubles getting to the edge. Like if they end up on a side where there's no Von Miller, it's Leonard Floyd and a no-name corner who I don't know, you know, like that could know. be a lot of trouble. If, if you let Mixon get loose and get rolling, like he's a forgotten piece in Cincinnati, but he's a fucking good run. Well, and they also, they went out and got Eric Weddle because they're so light at safety. Um, I, I mean, I don't hate that. He was kind of like their reserve guy in LA anyway. Um, but I just think that, look, the Bengals are going to have to scheme their way around that defense, which is, I mean, it's kind of the matchup to watch. I expect the Rams to score um, three touchdowns, at least, I think. Um, Eli Apple, I expect to get cooked hard. Um, but I really think that the, the the matchup there is Bengals offense versus the Rams defense. And I expect a lot of, like, what she was talking about, sweeps, a lot of screens. Um, a lot of like dink and dunk stuff like that because Jamar's not going to be very open all game. Um, you know, Shay and I both played against Jalen Ramsey. Uh, he's way better than he was then, and he was, has always been locked down. Like it's just one. Of, he's just always also been that guy. fucking grown like two inches. Yeah, <laughs> he just and he, gained like thirty pounds and got faster. <laughs> it was just like when whatever side of the field he was on, you just don't throw over there. It's just not. You don't do that. It, and it's pretty similar to what it is now. Um, so I think that, like, man, I really, 
I'm, I really like the Bengals, which is making like analyzing the Rams defense really tough because I do the, the Rams defense is so bad in the middle of the field that there's no way that Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor and those guys don't notice that. Um, but we'll see. Uh, that being said, Cooper Cup should. Dude, if they do that thing where they put Odell on the outside and line Coop up in the slot, uh, the, the Bengals have no answer for that. They have absolutely no answer I for mean, that formation. They can try to inside out him and over under him and just have Simmons kind of shadow him the whole time. But then you're leaving Odell one-on-one with Eli Apple, and I really don't like that. <laughs> like, that's – that's that, that if they put but and especially if they don't were they teammates in New York? Sorry. I think they were. Sorry, that was mm-hmm. right. I mean, dude, Eli, Eli Apple is bad. The, that's the problem with the Bengals, right? Is like I don't think they were expecting to be good this year. So like this offseason, I would expect them to draft and spend a lot of money on like their defensive secondary, and they're just like in the Super Bowl with Eli Apple as like their starting corner, and they're just like, here we are, now, we're ready they to do, play. They the do ball. have a good slot corner, like Mike Hilton's legit, but um, other than that, like it's Justin Simmons in the back. Well, and their pass rush isn't that. even as good as it's supposed to be. They're supposed to have Joseph Osai. Yeah, like they spin a second round pick on a premium edge piece, and. He got hurt in the first preseason game. Like, they just were like, okay, we're going to roll with it. Uh, it's incredible that they're in the Super Bowl, but, um, I, yeah. I, I think just... the – and I, I – like, you're right. And, 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 like, that just also plays into there's just no pressure on the Bengals. And whereas, like, the Rams, I think there's pressure from all sorts of angles where, like, you know, like Stafford needs to prove he can win. Like, Donald needs to prove he can win to an extent. OBJ, like, like all these guys. And it's this is like this is the best iteration of the Rams, right? Like, this is the improvement of the quarterback. Like, this isn't Jared Goff. This is Stafford. They should win this game. But and not like, only that, you got to think if you're the Bengals, how many how many times do you think the Bengals inside the Bengals organization? Like, if I'm them, I'm thinking I might get in the next have an indoor facility. Yeah, that's fair. But like, it, you know, in the next ten years. I'm thinking I'd probably make a deep run in the playoffs four times. Very reasonable number there. I have Burrow. I have Chase. I'll have to deal with Mahomes and Josh Allen. But, like, I think I can make it run to the AFC Championship game four times. Like, if you're the Rams, you've got to think Matthew Stafford maybe has two more times. Uh, Odell is never stayed in one spot more than four years, effectively. Uh, like I have all Andrew Whitworth is going to retire soon. Like I have all these issues. So I, I really think that the Rams are like, we have to win. And the Bengals are like, we like playing sports. Crazy thing about Whitworth. He's older than both the coaches and he looks older than my dad. Um, <laughs> football is rigged conspiracy really quick. Super Bowls in LA, lots of money in Los Angeles. If they win. I did hear this one. Yeah. That's funny, man. Dude, um, I will say that for fans, the prices of this Super Bowl are ridiculous. Seven hundred dollars yeah, to sit in the nosebleed sucks. Yeah, that's crazy. I also feel like you know a lot of the Super Bowl is like the commercials and like the halftime, whatever. Like it's the whole thing, but like being there, I don't know. It feels like it would be like it feels like the most overrated place to be on that that night. 
for whatever and What reason. sucks about that is just that, like, no Bengals fans are going to go. How many people in Cincinnati clearing 50K a year? Like, you just don't have the funds to go spend a flight to L.A. to buy a $1,000 ticket. Like, it's going to be all Rams. That being said, the Rams and Chargers have, like, no fans in right, so Rams don't already. Have any, right. <laughs> like, so. so this is going to be I still think there's entirely... a good chance of Bengals. <laughs> This would be uh, entirely yeah. people from St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just a, a it's thing, the Midwest yeah. Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it is. I saw a thing that Ursa was doing where he was uh, – I think he was giving out tickets to Bengals fans only. <laughs> I have a buddy who lives in Atlanta who, like, tagged him in a Twitter post was trying to get tickets for him. That's awesome. I, like it. I just think that's I like hilarious. It. All the owners. Jim Ursay catches a lot but, of flack, but yeah. he's really one of my favorite owners in the NFL. Like, I think he oh, gets yeah. absolutely fried out of his gourd, just goes and plays his guitars in the basement. I do too, but I also don't hate – if I was super rich, like that might be an option. I don't know. I've never been rich enough to own a guitar. But Those are like, not if hot, I could like, – <laughs> the, the bar is also pretty low for, for, for favorite owners in the NFL. You know, like, oh, like Dan I Snyder's mean, on this list somewhere. Mark Probably Dave, pretty low on it. Best haircut in the NFL. Al, uh, is that that's Al's kid, right? Yeah, the bowl cut he drives. Yeah, that, thing, yeah, that dude electric. sucks. That dude sucks. Yeah, man. All right, do we want to do picks? Yeah. All right. So let's do. All, all right. right. So Jack, you pick go your first. Winner. You pick your, go first. Pick your winner. Yeah, you pick your winner. All right. And uh, pick your winner and pick who your MVP is. All right. Um. I think uh, I think the Bengals are going to win this game, and I think Burrow is going to win the MVP. And I and I understand how obvious that is. Um, and I and I sneaky think if the Rams win, Donald's going to win the MVP. We'll see there. Um, but it feels like Burrow is going to. It feels like it's going to be a close game, and I think it's going to come down to who makes the fewest mistakes in the second half of this game. And I think the Bengals are less prone to make mistakes. I think McVeigh uses his timeouts in bizarre ways sometimes, and sometimes he'll make, he'll call a play that's funky enough where it, it kind of messes with the whole game plan. And like you guys were saying, Stafford might throw one ball that he shouldn't throw, and that might be enough for Burrow to find a way to win this game because he feels like he's got a little bit of the Brady gene at the very least in in just winning ability. Um, so yeah, I, I I certainly like the Bengals to cover. Uh, I kind of like them outright, and I I think Burrow probably wins his first of probably not the last Super Bowl MVPs. All right, I'm going the uh, different route. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the Rams here just for like it's easy to take a favorite, right? But the Rams defense, like their defensive line, like their secondary, it's just so freaking good. Um, Jack, I don't hate the Aaron Donald MVP, uh, just because like, he's such a dominant player, but I mean, if Stafford doesn't make like any, like stupid, stupid mistakes, I don't think there's any way that he doesn't get the MVP. Um, unless, you know, like there's just some crazy, like, unless he doesn't throw a touchdown and Donald gets like three or four sacks or like a pick or just something ridiculous. Um, I think 
like, like Joey said, the Bengals probably shouldn't be there. Um, they're just excited that they get to play football and that it just happens to be the Super Bowl. Um, I do think Joe Burrow is the caliber of quarterback that will probably win Super Bowls in his future uh, if he doesn't win this year. Um, but part of me just thinks that like this is that year that the Rams need to win and they have so many weapons. Um, and I just think that like this is the year they can do it, whether they cover the spread. What's the spread out right now? Like four and a half. So like. Yeah, it's four and a half. Yeah. So maybe they grow up maybe they win by a field goal. Um, I don't hate the Bengals covering the spread, um, but I am going to be the, the basic bitch of the group and take uh, the favorite. This isn't an easy favorite to take, though. Like, of all the favorites, like, yeah, this is a pretty it's tough an, one. It's, it's an icky favorite, and it's an even ickier line. Like, yeah. it's four and a half. Is four and a half is a gross, line. disgusting line. It's like the Shay's girlfriends of lines. Gross. That's right. Gross in all the right places. God, I all made right. myself laugh. All right, Shay, you go. <laughs> all right. I'm going to take Bengals. I'm going to take the kicker. I think he's got it locked. I think he kicks I think he kicks four field goals, and he is he's the MVP. Wins the game last second. That would be incredible. That would be incredible if that happens. Oh my Dude, god! All Jay has to say: Bengals win, kicker MVP. I love it's, it. Listen, right. if, if he hits, if it goes to overtime and he hits like a sixty-yarder or something like that, like I don't know. I mean, it's him, a big him coming onto the field, him coming onto the field and taking a practice kick and being like, "Oh, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game." Like, oh my gosh. That takes a large set of balls. Like, I I mean, I think it's stupid, like, but I, it's not the worst. All right, Will, you go, boss. Rams by 10. Just just feels nice. like it's a destiny game. Bur- Burrow's going to be back in the Super Bowl many times. He will win more. But I feel like this is Stafford's kind of last go at it. Mm. I don't know. I like it. I, I will probably put money on Rams, like $1 Rams winning by a ton for no reason, but yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Rams and Stafford. Uh, I don't – did someone already say that? George, yeah, did you say that? Okay, I'll go Rams and Cup then. Yeah, I just uh, didn't – I just don't see a way that if they win – Stafford doesn't win. That was my take. I don't think the Rams cover. I don't think the Rams cover. But I think that Sean McVay is way too intelligent to let Cooper Cup get guarded by Eli Apple all night. Like, that's – I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and the Bengals will take away OBJ before they take away Cup. Uh, it's just schematically, that's how that's going to work out. They're going to play it outside in. I don't think – like, in order for them to commit to – taking away cup from the slot and they run they they run a lot of that weird like yeah i mean look if they if they high low him sure but that means that you have obj one-on-one with either a bail coverage technique or a press coverage technique and eli apple ain't doing nothing against that they don't know anything against that i think they play a lot of cover three shell and let him 
go I think they go they play a lot of cover three shell and I think Cooper Cup runs around the middle of the field a lot I think Higby is also going to like catch a lot of balls which is super disappointing but I think it's going to happen he may not play Shay uh, you can look at me like that but I think Higby is going to catch a lot of balls or whatever tight end plays for the Rams like I don't know man dude it's hey he's not going to do anything obvious like (laughs) he's going to that being said, if Cam Akers has two fumbles, I think they lose. So I, I don't care. But I'm I will be taking the Bengals plus points. That I can tell you betting wise, I will take the Bengals plus points. Your confidence has inspired me to go up to Rams by seventeen. Hey man, I'm not a fade anymore. I love it. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is if you the thing is if the Rams just decide to have a stupid game where they just go off. And Will takes Rams like minus like fourteen at plus what like five hundred and just makes bank. We're all gonna be kicking ourselves, and Will's gonna be laughing all the way to give me give all me the way to seconds and I'll look at the line. <laughs> all right, I let Jack steal the intro because you know I guess he's the thunder. Uh, but you know I'm gonna take back the outro. Thank you all for listening this week. We will be back with a recap of the Super Bowl next week. Be sure to check out Joey's Beating the Bookies podcast coming out probably on Friday. He'll give you the lowdown for the weekend. He has been on an absolute tear. Be sure to check out Parmesan Picks. And uh, we'll see you all next week.